What day is it? What week is it? What year? Where am I? This uh, is Jay-Z. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> H to the Izzo. Uh, all right. It is LeVac and Gaz. How y'all doing? It is a, um, a beautiful day to be alive. Another great day in the Capital Region. It seems, seems like we went from sunny to apocalyptic wildfires to sunny to rainy to just bleh. I don't want to interrupt you. Okay. We just, <laughs> That's what I was waiting we for, just actually. Started. I, We're 90 <laughs> seconds into this thing. Here, all right, so here's what happened. I just talked to Jake, who's a wonder, the pride of Seattle lacrosse. We're so happy he's a part of our team. Coach Liam Gleason, one of his former players. Jake is out in our sales force right now. He just told me a story that it can never be repeated on the air. So I said, Jake, a lot of our uh, higher-up executives are not in the building today. I said, I am declaring you have to go home. Because of what just happened, I'm sending you home. I have no idea if I have the authority to send anybody home. But I told Jake, I said, Jake, you got to go home. So he's laughing. We're having a good time. I come back in here about 90 seconds before the show goes to the air. And I look at you, and you are smiling from ear to ear. And you look down at your phone, and I was scrambling to put Jay-Z on. So I just looked at my phone. Do you want to explain for those who don't have social media, at the Jeff Levac on Twitter, <laughs> at Tom Gons, T-O-M-G, it was easy. If you're not on Twitter, I'm not going to retweet it from the station account. What What is this picture you just sent me? A friend of mine who um, isn't still, but is now working over where we used to work. Not the exact station, but the, the same building. What do you mean? Are they a part of their sales team? I don't know. I'm not going to – I don't want to just just in case. All right. Small detail. All right. Fine. Fair enough. Okay. They happened to send me a picture of something they found in a desk drawer, which apparently used to be your desk drawer, Mr. Goslowski III. And um, that was the Hooters Girl outfit that you wore for an entire show after you lost the March Madness uh, bracket wager bet to my daughter. Yeah, you did a whole show in Hooters – so I tweeted it out, just so it, it will live. It'll live forever in infamy. Um, there it is on social media. Someone dug through my old desk, right? Slammed that in there. Well, I think this person that I'm that yeah. I'm speaking of, I think they were charged with you know moving stuff around, doing an inventory of what what they had and what they didn't have and stuff, and just happened to open that drawer and poof, there it was, still never washed since you wore it. Your Hooters girl outfit. You know what I say. Hooters guys. You know what I say to those people who just found that. Good. <laughs> I hope it still got that stank on it. Oh. I feel great about leaving that there. I can't believe it's still there. Why? It was, well, uh, multiple reasons. One, you wore it for a full day, and I was. I was. You were in better shape than I expected, but hairier than I anticipated. You definitely, at one point during the show, tried to do the old, like, Sharon Stone basic instinct leg move, which scared the hell out of me. I've never been the same since. But, like, I know what desk you left it in, and I know that people have used that desk since then. So, at some point, don't they open the drawer and go, oh, my God, and, like, get, like, salad (laughs) tongs or something and get rid of it? So, two things, one of two things must have happened. Whoever was using that desk just somehow ignored its existence, just as like, okay, that drawer is dead to me. I'll never use it. Or they just never did enough work where they needed a desk, and they just made it look like that's what they were doing. There are a lot of things that people can do to their former employers. There's a lot of people who exit places with a fashion they may not want. 
There's heard stories of, oh, if I ever get fired, I'm going to take a poop on my bosses. You've heard the stupid ones. I've actually, I know a guy who did that. Did you? Yeah. Long, long time ago. I don't consider myself someone who lives with vengeance or revenge. Please. You have, you are the most stubborn. Okay. Stubborn's different. I will admit I'm stubborn. I won't say vengeful or revenge film. Actually, maybe it'd be better if you did go for revenge because maybe you get over things faster. Like, there's people who wronged guys like 12 years ago, and they weren't even that bad, and he's still like, I hate them forever. Sal Palantonio hung up on you one time because he didn't want to tape an interview, and you've never forgiven him. Okay, let, let's clarify a few things here. The point I was going to make was that. <laughs> that's a pretty good way to get back at your former employer. Leaving, Noth- a, leaving a guy worn Hooters girl outfit? Yeah. There's, there's, I didn't commit a crime. I didn't do anything. That, that's a pretty good one. Like that, some people would dream of that one. Like, okay, he didn't commit a crime. He didn't do anything unlawful. He just said, hey, at one point in my life, I may have worn this outfit, so it's going to stay here until you move it. Let, let's go back. I'm sorry, but this is what? that is. It's not a good the, one. No, it, it is a good one. It's just not what you did, because you didn't take anything from your office. I, because you were that's like, exactly right. You left everything. I went through later and grabbed all your stuff because. You were like, I don't even know if I'm allowed to take it. I don't care. And you just left. And it was like, you had some like nice stuff that fans had given you. Uh, you had your fanny pack collection. You know, I didn't want you to lose that. So I went and took it all and I brought it to you. When you finally, when you finally started talking to me again, I brought it all to you. All right. Some of this is getting edited. I'm glad we're opening the show with this today. As you can tell, it's a very interesting day in sports. We'll get to some other stuff. I'm sure someone's compelled by this content. I did not think. This is like the fourth day in a row. We think we got one topper going with off the top of the show. We're not going that way. I left my stuff in my office. The stuff that was left in there was I made a point of this. My wall was covered with thank you letters from our interns, which meant an incredible amount to me. Because that actually stuff is really important to me when it comes to careers and all that stuff. So I made sure that got left on the wall so they could take all that stuff down. As for the other stuff, there was a massive bookshelf of books, which I thought also was funny that someone was going to have to clean that out. Yeah. Uh, Well, that was the thing, too, is I would put the books in there because I don't read. Whatever. Let's go back to me being stubborn because maybe there's a part of this show today. I don't think there's anything wrong with holding grudges. Like, I want to make sure I chop this up, too, right? Like, if you are somebody who seeks out revenge or are bitter, or that's not a healthy thing to do in life. So truly, like, I don't wish bad things upon people. I don't. Like, this goes in the sports world, too, right? Like, if you sign with a different college, a transfer portal's open now. I don't know how many college athletes are mature enough to be like, you know what? I left Texas A&M. I hope the Aggies stink for the rest of my life. I, we're going to talk about some NBA transactions here. I don't know how often professional athlete looks at the other team and says, I hope bad things happen. In the-. You just can't live your life like that. However, if you have a grudge with someone in the industry, like, I don't care what you do, whether you sell, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a coach, I don't know if there's something wrong with you've done this to me in my life. Therefore, I'm not going to forget that. I think the way you treat people should matter. I think I, I don't think that's I'm not gonna back down from that point. Like Sal Palantonio was a jerk to me. I remember that. I also have a list of people that didn't talk to me for two years, and then all of a sudden you and I are back on the radio and they start popping up again. I've been keeping notes. All right. Receipts. I got the receipts. So be aware, because I'm very aware of that. So I don't do you think that's unhealthy? Because I feel I like think, in sports this crosses over too. I think it's the like you hold the same level of grudge. For a grumpy old man going, I don't tape interviews and hanging up, as you do for, like, you know, someone who truly wronged you. Like, 
at this point, you got to kind of let the Sal Pal thing go. I mean, he's a million years old. He's an angry dude. We know he is. Remember, remember how the relationship with him began. I saw him at the Super Bowl, and I walked up and I went, "Hey, Sal, I just want to say hi." Uh, you know, we're, we're, we we worked with you in, in Albany and blah, 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 blah. And he goes, yeah, I know who you are. Why haven't you called me? And I went, well, because you're one of the top NFL reporters in the country, and I didn't want to just assume that, well, that's stupid. When, are you, when do you want to have me on? I'm busy this week, but next week I'll come on your show. And I'm just like, yes, sir. Well, you know, I mean, it was, but he's in a, he, the most friendly conversation I ever had with the guy. He was mean to me. So, like, what, what did you expect when you, you know, he, you caught him right after somebody had taped an interview and edited on him and he didn't sound right. We're not going to do a power ranking today of Gaz grudges. The Gaz hate list? Oh, hate, man. Hate, 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 hate. That would be such a... You have a, a strong hate list. Strong in the sense that I don't, I feel strongly against those people or a strong list like it's, it's many people because I don't think it's the second one. I think it's the first I, one. No, I think it's the strength by which you can hold these grudges because, like, there's stuff that, like, I would have... I would I would have given up by now. I'd be like, okay, it's fine, whatever. I don't care. Like I've got more important things to do than worry about whether or not. Um, I'm trying to think of the other because you have like I want. I know there's something you don't want mentioned on air. No, that, like, that'll be a digital exclusive one day, maybe this upcoming December. And it's also weird because I'm still in the industry, so it's a lot of that should be when you're retired to air. I don't even think it's dirty laundry. I think it's just like how someone treated you. In 2023, it's different because it's like this is the truth. Happens all the time in the wrestling podcast and sports podcast. Like this is the real story of what happened. I have nothing to hide from that. The truth is on your side. You should it, have nothing to hide. Pete Doherty of the Times Union who would never reference us. <laughs> that was him in sync. Like we would, yeah. yeah, we would break stories, or we would, or they would quote us. We'd interview. Um, I think it was Coach Carm from Siena. And singly, always he would just, you know, Carm said, and then every once in a while he'd be like, on, you know, that he would say the station, but he never said Levac and Gaz, and Gaz would just go to war, and like to this day hates him for it. Like Doherty's not even in like media anymore, and he still hates Doherty. Doherty. Okay, let's <laughs> let's let's break down those two. Uh, Schinder, poor Adam Schinder got it the worst. He just was a, a bystander who got it one day. Uh, I, I have more. I don't really hate. I don't hate Mark Singlace. I don't. I, I'm sure if I talked to Mark Singlace, he'd be a fine guy if we spent more time together. I was bothered by that. My beef with Pete Doherty does not involve that. I'm not happy about how he covered a story two and a half years ago, and I said it to his face. So that was covered. I want to go back to you, though, although this has all been about me now. You're telling me. There's athletes and coaches, and you in particular, people who don't carry grudges. Like, if you want to go at your former team, like, I think there's differences here, right? Like, one is financial. Hey, this organization, this college, we can do that with NIL now, didn't pay me, so I feel like I was wronged by this place. That's how people can view it. Or, hey, we Mm -hmm. didn't value as much as we thought we should have valued you. But if you want to play against your former team, uh, was it Verlander played against Houston a few days ago? Okay, he had success with the Astros. He won two World Series championships, and people try to make it out like, ooh, Verlander's taking on Houston. Does he hate Houston? Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. So I think sometimes athletes and coaches can hold that grudge, and it's oh, healthy yeah, and no. good. But what about well, you? I don't know. I don't think you say holding a grudge is healthy. Like, think, if you want to say it's normal, makes sense, it, yes. But I don't think holding a grudge is healthy. I think being spiteful or plain because of that. Like, let's do Michael Jordan for an example here. Some of the stuff in the last dance isn't healthy. Like the made-up motivation, the I took that personally. Although effective, maybe not best for the mental health. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> just just from what I saw, maybe that's not something you should do normally, however you want to define normal. 
Sometimes it works for athletes. Back, answer my question. You have grudges. You have I some. Think, yeah, I'm sure I do. I mean, I just don't. But they're not like yours are like little things. Like like you you hold on to everything the same, the same weight. You hold on to everything at the same weight. Like I I stagger my my hate. Like I don't hold the same grudge. Like somebody who somebody who owes me money. I have a bigger grudge against than someone who just didn't say hi to me once. Where those two affronts are the same level of grudge for you. You hate everyone the same the second you've been wronged. And God forbid I try to convince you that someone you feel wrongs you didn't because you get mad at me to the point where you won't talk to me for a day. I would say my grudges are only, you know, I feel bad now that she said that because now I'm thinking out loud. Only grudges in my life I have involve this radio. A little bit about Hobart, but like that's that's more again, that's just being a competitor. I don't really put that on the same level as that. All of my grudges in my entire life involve this industry. Yeah. All of them. Well, and I wonder if it's the same way it goes with sports, right? Like I guarantee you if you talk to some of these athletes and coaches, they don't have friend grudges. Maybe they do. Uh business I wonder if it only involves sports. Like back to the Michael Jordan thing. I don't know if you'd hate as many guys if you met them off the court. He I just he turned hate, on a switch. Uh, reportedly, it's anyone he competed with. It's competition. In competition, yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, if you maybe if you just owed him money, it wouldn't be a big deal to him because he has so much. But yeah. if you if you beat him at a, a game of horseshoes, he'd probably hate you for the rest of your life. And that's also odd in this industry because I really don't have any grudges with anybody I've ever competed against, which is odd. because There's really uh, never been competition. Like, we just come in and take over. We didn't come here to take part. We came to take over. Um, if my New Year's resolution here at iHeartMedia is to get over these grudges and Levac not and all I of could, them. Oh, I don't want. The, I want none of them to get. I don't want to get over any of them. I none. Think, I not think a single some of the one. Lesser ones. I think no. the lesser ones need to. And you are right. It's all radio. Like you. You love this industry. You tried to leave this industry and start a different path to where this industry goes. And you came back to the industry the second someone opened the door. Mm. Twice. This is the second time you come back. So don't 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 lie to me. I don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to me. I, um, <laughs> and it's I view that differently. Like, but I okay. Love, I love this industry too. Like, look at me. Hey, I'm back. Like, there was a point where when when I was out, I was like, what? How come no one's offering me a job? Like, what's going on here? And everybody's like, dude, you're you run a professional sports franchise. Nobody thinks nobody thinks you're interested. I'm like, it is way easier to talk about this than do it. I would love to go back to the radio. Um, no, you just, you just, you love radio and yeah, you, you find these affronts, Like you still have grudges against people who died. Like what good is that doing? Do I? Wasn't there some reporter in like the Syracuse area or something that you've hated forever? There used to be, there was a, you had a band list at one point for the show and there was a dude who passed away who was on the band list. Like, like all of a sudden, Are you talking about Raleigh Massimino, the Villanova coach? Is that who it was? When you were on Syracuse Radio, he said something mean to you or something like I that? Don't, I don't feel great about that, but yes, he has passed now. But I, he's still banned from the show. You know what? He's, so if we ever have a psychic on this show, do not bring Massimino on. However, I don't, don't, it will not be allowed. You know what, Levac, this is healthy to start the show today. I feel good about this. You've convinced me to do two things. I will let my grudge go with Raleigh Massimino, although he's passed on. I will, I, I agree with you. If we get a Ouija board, we will let Coach Massimino come on and we can talk about that. And I'll also give Sal Palantonio a breakdown too. Those are the two I'll give you. I don't think everybody else is I, still on the list. I, so I want this saved somewhere. Because you're not going to do it. 
I, gonna, I, I just gave Massimino a break. I'll give Sal Pelletier. Massimino passed away. Whatever. That's not going to happen. Paul Antonio is the one you're going to you're going to go after him whenever you get a chance. I but can I, tell. But I do want to know who that person was who gave you that photo. No when way. Because you'll never forgive them. I'm not mad at him. Why do you assume it's a guy? Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't know hmm? a lot of females in this industry who it could hmm. be. There you go. Wow, that was very sexist of you to think women can't be in radio. I didn't... What does Rachel on GY in the morning think of that? No, not today. She was on a rant today. I don't need I don't need that on me today. She's tough. She is tough. I heard her outside. I wasn't even here. Um <laughs> All right. Well, we I was you know what? Let's let's talk about gambling in the NFL coming up next. <laughs> it's back and guys. Right now I want to tell you about my good friends over at Mohawk Chevrolet, Mohawk Chevy in in Balsa Spa. I mean, I love that dealership. It's amazing. I love the selection. Right now, the parking lot is completely full. They're actually expanding the lot so they can bring in even more vehicles as time goes on. So whether you're looking, you know, for an Impala, a Cruze, uh, an Equinox, uh, the uh, a couple Tahoes, I guess, were, were about to come in. The Silverados, they're all there. They still have a couple Black Widow Silverados left, which has been my dream truck for so long. Now I've got one thanks to our friends at Mohawk Chevrolet. And the service department is, is amazing. And now with Car Bravo, whatever make, model, year you're looking for, you can get it through Car Bravo. You can shop at home. You can shop. Hell, you can shop on the toilet for all I care. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge you. And neither is Car Bravo. You can sell your car from home with Car Bravo. So find new roads to Car Bravo at Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you. It's Levac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. All right, so now that we've uh, rolled the therapy couch back out of the studio, <laughs> let's uh let's let's get into the sports today. Uh, the NFL is uh, is is expected to suspend Colts kick returner Isaiah Rogers and others this week for violating the league's gambling policies. So this is what sources are telling Schefter over ESPN and in Rappaport and all those guys. The six key rules that NFL athletes have to adhere to, NFL members have to adhere to, um, when they are considering gambling, wagering, or as you like to... Investing. Yes, which, you know, whatever. Um, don't bet on the NFL. Well, that okay. That's something that I could have a direct effect on. I shouldn't be allowed to bet on it. That makes sense. Don't gamble at your team facility while traveling for a road game or staying at a team hotel. Seems a bit overkill, but I guess that what is that to keep from collusion or to or to make sure that you're not. Well, actually, you know what? There's a lot of there's a lot of places that you might go to that if you try to pull up your gambling app, it won't work because workplace policy says you're not allowed to gamble there. I don't know how that tech sign of it works, but that seems like a pretty easy thing for NFL facilities to do. Just lock websites. Yeah, they do, and, and it's. Um, some of the places that we do the show, they have them blocked. So when we try to do the play of the day, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. And by the way, they may or may not endorse the play of the day. Um, <laughs> don't have someone bet for you, so no gambling proxy. And yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense because, like, all right, so I play for the Giants. You're my friend. I call you and I go, hey, you want to want to get a bet in for me? You make the bet for me. It could be against the Giants. It could be anything. It's harder to track who what it is when, when I go through a proxy. That last part is the answer. You can't track that. However, there have been, was it, I want to say it was LSU baseball this year, actually, even though they won the national championship. 
there are ways in which if you're swinging around a lot of money, people won't notice. But yes, very, very difficult to track that one. Um, I'm sorry, I just got a text from a friend. I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, don't share team inside information. Oh, sorry, Levac. What was that? I just sneezed in the studio. I sneezed all I over heard... my shirt. Oh, my God. There's boogers everywhere. I heard, like, it's weird because you must have turned your mic off. I heard it through the soundproof glass. <laughs> and I thought there was a dog in the building because the way it sounded, it sounded like a little dog barking. Yeah, you're wearing a green polo and it's two shades of green now. Look at this thing. I'd rather not. I don't, you know what? I'm not going to put that on Twitter either. Do the show shirtless. Do it. No, there's just do so it. many boogers go, that no one needs to see Kreischer. that. Go Bert Kreischer. Do it. Come on. Do like, it. From Hooters um, outfit to booger filled polos. All right. While you're, while you're, you were exploding your head in there. Uh, don't share team inside information. It, it, right. Don't give out, like, okay, again, I play for the Giants. I know you're a better. Hey, nobody knows it yet. Daniel Jones is not going to play this week. Put a pin on that one. I'm going back to that one, but continue on. Do you want to hit it? Hit it yeah, now. I do want to hit, hit that now. one right now. Did you see this? We didn't get a chance because we've been so busy over the last few days. Did you hear the story about Shams? No. Shams Charnia, who does stuff all over the place, the stadium and more. So back in the the I would, call, uh, I would call him Woj Light Woj Light, uh, back in the NBA draft, Shams, who also works for FanDuel, tweeted out that Scoot Henderson was going to be the number two overall pick. Serious waves are being made that Scoot Henderson could be the number two overall pick to the Charlotte Hornets. Now, because Shams is the one tweeting that out, and you can wager on that stuff on FanDuel, all the lines went all over the place. Lines are moving like crazy. The insiders got the move. He works for FanDuel. Come to find out, it's not Scoot. It's Brandon Miller from Alabama. People were furious. They are like, are you kidding me? Shams, the insider who doesn't miss, gave us the wrong person going at number two, changed all the odds, and I lost all my money because he told me. <laughs> a lot of people have argued that's a conflict of interest. This goes back a few years ago when there were rumors that other big-time insiders like Adam Schefter, Woj, Shams, they were all going to go to DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, whatever, and create their own sports network because then the injury reports of the NFL and more would hinge on what these reporters were going to say and change the lines, and you'd have the inside scoop. Do you feel like that's a conflict of interest there when a reporter works for a betting network, gives wrong information, and swings the lines like that? Oh, I guarantee you that that's not, it's not the wrong information that they're worried about. It's the right information they're worried about because the... One of the re- and, I, and I love the the argument of well, how can the NFL be so tough on gambling when they accept gambling sponsorship money? <laughs> That's why they have to be so tough on gambling because if they screw up gambling for those sponsors, they're not getting that money. That's why you know right there. That's the answer. Well, you're getting money from these people and you're, you're being very strict on your players to not use them because they can't. Because they'll ruin it. If anyone ever wondered why there's injury reports in the NFL, like yeah. really and think having, about it. Right. Why? And, and not just that there's injury reports, that they're mandated. Like, it, like, what does it serve for it to be public? I think there should always be an injury report. Because that way, like, like, let's say you're the starting guard for the Jets. You're hurt, but you go out there anyway. You come back later and go, nobody ever told me I was hurt. Then all of a sudden we got lawsuits and everything. So, I, I mean, do they need to be public? I mean, I'm glad they're public because I use them, but. When you first said that, I think you said something like, I wish there were injury reports for everything. I thought not just sports, but everything. Like oh, work, yeah. Yeah. school. Yeah. Oh, I'm just uh, I'm getting ready to listen to the back. Ooh, not tuning in today. 
Why? Well, it turns out Gaz has got a head cold. Levac hasn't slept in four days. That's going to be a rough show. Yeah, I just sneezed over here. Boulders and snoring. I just realized hours ago I told you, man, I haven't puked in years. I puked last night. Gaz, doubtful for Levac and Gaz. Yeah. Get your bets in tomorrow. But, yes, yeah, so we, we so all I'm so glad you're in the other room. Um, <laughs> all right, so the inside information. Again, like, if if that information was shared, right, so to use your your premise, I'm a player for the Bills. I know Josh Allen is not going to play. I call Schefter. I call Colin Cowherd. Hey, Colin, Allen's not playing this week, and they haven't reported it. He goes and either places the bet or puts the information out that you got to, whatever you do, take take the Jags plus three. Or, no, you know, no, sorry, if you, whatever, you know, don't bet them right now. Because as soon as the information comes out, it's going to go through the roof. Stuff like that. It, the, it ruins it for the, for the books. The books are going to look at the league and go, what the hell is happening? You're ruining my product. Let me bring up a broadcaster. I don't mean to single him out, but I think this is another good example of this. Play-by-play guys have an insight because they're there. They're hearing the reports. They're having the team meetings. Brett Musburger, former voice of the Raiders. You're telling me some of these play-by-play guys, pre-social media, non-reporters and play-by-play broadcasters, they probably were making tons of money because mm-hmm. they were getting the inside scoop. They don't have to report it. They keep it to themselves. They place the bet. There's there's not a crime there. There's no conflict of interest. Hey, I'm calling the game. I have zero influence on what's going on in the court, the ice, the field. I can make some money doing that. So this has been happening, just not the level of right. 5 million people just found out Scoot Henderson is going to be the pick. Psych. Well, and also, you know, look, it's, you know, what if you feed me and I go make a huge bet? Well, the sportsbook pays. We don't want that. That's not what this is about. It's about being fair. Um, or, you know, there's other ways that can go too. Uh, six, don't play daily fantasy football. This is the one that shocked me a little bit. I, and it, and it, makes, it makes sense when you think about it. But my first thought was, why did we all love Maurice Jones-Drew so much? Yes, he was a fun running back to watch in Jacksonville. But he also was a fantasy football guy. Like, he would... There were times he would go and either justify a poor performance or actually apologize to, to people who had him in leagues and stuff like that. Like, it, it, it was endearing. But there's so much money tied up in fantasy football now, especially daily fantasy, which, again, major sponsor, DraftKings. <laughs> we're not going to mess with you because you're going to know stuff. You're going to know that your teammate, who is the starting wide receiver, the, the, the one – is healthy and nobody realizes that you'll pay a little extra to have him in your in your lineup. Or he's not healthy, don't put him in your lineup. Go with the number. Go with go with Gabe Davis instead of Stephon Diggs, who's a lot cheaper because you know he's going to get a lot more targets. You have you have an unfair advantage. But those six rules are those are the only six rules I got to live by to make millions of dollars and be in the NFL. I can make it happen. I think you can definitely make it happen if you can't play fantasy football for the few years because you don't want to have your teammate or opponent on your team. You'll survive. You have to make some sacrifices. You got to move away. You have to work on holidays. All those things get a little bit easier, I think, for some of these guys when they get to see their paycheck at the end of the year. Yeah, and and it's just you live. You're living a dream. That how many people would would trade all these things to do? I told you, I've I've known people who've worked for the New York State Lottery, and they can't go to the Saratoga Casino. They can't go to Rivers. They can't buy scratch off tickets. They can't do any of those. They can't play quick draw while you're sitting at the bar to waste time. And I remember being like, 
God, that sucks. Why would you, you know, why would you? Well, because it's a great job. <laughs> Make good money, have good benefits. I'm, I'm good. I can, I don't need to give this money back to the government. I just took it from them. So, <laughs> you know, you can, you can kind of, you kind of get it all. But, um, so we're hearing these big, big suspensions are coming. They've already suspended the NFL. That is uh, four Detroit Lions players, one Washington Commander player. Um, they've they've also now we know they're they're looking at other other players. Calvin Ridley will be back after a year's expansion this year. He was suspended. He he was he's no longer the Falcons. Now he's uh, with the Jags. But like we've seen these these things start to come through. So uh, expected to be Isaiah Rogers of the Colts and others this week. This should be in my wheelhouse for this nursery rhyme. It's not the Bernstein Bears. It's the Bears. Goldilocks and the three Bears, right? Mm-hmm. Too hot, too cold, just right. Mm-hmm. Punishments for this. I know it's variables depending on how they wagered, but is the NFL handling this the right way? Because older sports fan will use Pete Rose or Shoeless Joe Jackson, depending on how far we want to go back here. I think Denny McClain was another one, a 30-win pitcher. God, out loud, that sounds wild. A pitcher won 30 games. <laughs> there have been other examples in sports history of athletes wagering, investing, gambling on professional sports. What do you make of these suspensions, or is it too hard to judge with my nursery rhyme Goldilock example because of how different some of these have been reported on being and how they've already been served? Um, I think they're going to get a lot worse. Worse? I think gonna, Well, because here's, here's the deal. We tried to stop it by suspending people for a year, and it's still, and now we've got all these names out there. Now, some of these guys, maybe they're not, Maybe like you you said, do we punish them more for this, less for that, this whatever? I I think it's going to be one of those things. The second you have that scarlet letter of gambling on your chest, you're getting popped because they need it to stop. They they this just it brings in to question the number one thing about professional sports, and that is a fair decision as to who wins the game. Because ultimately, if you can't stop these guys from gambling when they're not supposed to, especially on their own game, someone is going to figure out a way to leverage you into throwing a game to get money. Whether it be a threat, whether it be a promise, you know, the carrot of the stick, somebody, it's going to happen. We've seen it happen when you couldn't gamble legally. It's got to be the 800-pound gorilla in the room when the NFL sits here and talks about how they're going to handle these things is these are bad so far. These are not good. Calvin Ridley gambled what all these things. These are, these are bad. They're breaking the rules. When we find out that organized crime or some tech billionaire has figured out a way to leverage our players into doing things, either giving insider information out or not playing well or doing that's when we're screwed because the second people don't trust our sport, look at boxing. Nobody trusts boxing anymore. Boxing has never recovered. And now MMA has taken their spot. The second you don't trust your sport, you're done. Really good points there. I don't disagree with anything, but I'm there's a reason I asked that question. And maybe it's just age. Maybe it's society changing. I know the answer. I believe you're going to agree with me here. And if you want to let your opinion to be known to us, social media is always the place to go. But if you want to hop in on the Elevation 10,000 phone line and offer your take on this, it's open to you right now at 518-690-0980. What I'm asking is, What's worse for sports? That gambling, investing, is that a bigger scandal than PEDs? 518-690-0980. Again, the Elevation 10,000 phone lines. Is betting on sports worse, the same, less than how the PED 
steroid era was covered in baseball at 518-690-0980. Because society, may, it feels like it's changed, LeVac. Because this should be slam dunk, no doubt, obviously, what you just had with your points there, this is far worse for a sport, mm-hmm. the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, whoever, than PEDs. Mm-hmm. Yet, it feels like society, I saw the hot takes lighten up with fans saying, oh, it shouldn't be a year, it shouldn't be. People got way more passionate about the PED stuff back in the early 2000s. What is your take on that? Is it society's changed? Is baseball... Because I, I know that the right answer is what you just said, but I don't know if everyone else agrees with me on that anymore. For me, it'll always be the gambling. Because the do I want an unfair advantage with, with performance-enhancing drugs? Of course I don't. Um, I feel as though we will reach a point as people where we will all have some form of steroid given to us, to even if it's just to make us all level. It's some, it's some level. Extend your life. Get rid of whatever. When you get, listen, you just blew a giant tub of green goo out your nose a little while ago. You get sick enough with bronchitis, what do they do? They give you steroids. Like, there's these are things that happen. Gambling means you might cheat to lose. So you put on a Yankees uniform, you put on a, a Red Sox jersey, you you put on a, a Jets or Giants jersey, and you, and you, you tried to lose? To get money, that's that's un that's unacceptable. I would rather you cheat to win. Like I don't want you to cheat at all. But if you're going to cheat, cheat to win. Let me know that you care as much about that laundry as I do. There's also a part of society how it does what we're talking about, because how in the early 2000s anabolic steroids were viewed. I think back to Canseco's book, Juiced. Yeah. where he actually painted the picture of them, Pudge Rodriguez, McGuire, and Canseco going in the bathroom with the needles, stabbing each other in the yeah. butt and stuff, and felt like they were doing something dirty in comparison to some guy who's probably sitting on their couch right now listening to us on the iHeart app, maybe just enjoying TV, pulls out his phone, and is like, all right, what are LeVac and God's going to do for the play of the day today? Yeah. All right, let me pull it up right here. I hit it on my app. I'm... That is a whole different picture of playing on your phone compared to going to the bathroom and do Everybody right now, if you're over 21, can place a wager. Not everybody's going to go get antibiotic steroids and try to hit home runs 500 feet. Well, and again, it's, yeah, it's, maybe that's part of it. I've never seen real steroids or, or illegal steroids before. Just, and people would be confused with our physiques. I We'd know, like to come out and say it right now. More like hemorrhoids. Um, it's just, again, you cannot, you can't, you can never take away the belief that both teams are doing everything they can to win that game. The second you take that belief away, and I feel like I'm a shill, that I fell for it. I thought the Eagles wanted to win just as bad as the Chiefs. And it turns out I was wrong because Jalen Hurts had a side deal with with a tech stock investor or whatever that, that paid him a bunch of money. Those damn Saudis. Right. Any of it. Yeah, any of it. The second you le- you, I'm led to believe that there's a fix that I'm not a part of, I'm never going to trust it again. I'm, I just, it's just how it is. Um, DeMora Smith must be upset he lost the election, but also relieved that he's no longer the, the executive director of the NFLPA. It is now uh, Lloyd Howell. So Lloyd Howell has been elected, and Lloyd Howell gets to deal with gambling. Congratulations, Lloyd. 
Congratulations. I'm I, that must have slipped by me. I'm bummed D. Smith lost that. I thought he was doing uh, a pretty good job. I know he was campaigning months ago for it. I know he did a real sports piece on him. I thought he was doing a good job. And maybe I'm biased and you are because he was very nice to us. Uh, our, our opinions can change when people are nice to us. I think it's it's a weird time too because like everybody loved Gene Upshaw so much. Everybody loved like a lot of things. I mean, this is the fourth guy to ever do the job. Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd ever in the history of the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do believe there is always, and, and maybe it'll always be there. When you see the guaranteed money and you see the annual salaries in both the NBA and Major League Baseball, I think it's hard to be viewed as a successful head of the NFLPA. Until guys start getting 100% guaranteed contracts, 80% guaranteed contracts, something of that nature, because right now, or you know, lifetime insurance, things are the things are those are the things that you're going to have to be able to get done to be truly loved by the rest of the players and the players' association, because it's just it's just obviously other guys get more than you do, and you're out there scrambling your eggs every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, holiday. Saturdays after college football. Uh, LeVac and Goss, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 9.80. And um, talk to you about my friends over at USX Pest Control. Now, here is the situation. There is a thing called a non-chemical exclusion package. That means no, no chemicals used. They go around your house. They go around your living environment. And they close off any places that... You know, vermin, rodents, mice would be able to get into your house. So no chemicals, none of that stuff. It's closed off. They can't get in. They can't be a problem. Uh, then they can also put together a package where, like they do in my yard, they spray for ticks. They spray for mosquitoes. They gone. I don't worry about those anymore. I get an itemized list of what they did every every month they come through. And it's this one had a lot to do with, like, wasps and stuff. And I was like, thank you. Because I have a problem with wasps. With the way the sun hits my house and everything, they love my house. So they took care of all of that. I don't have to worry about any of those things anymore. You can have the exact same experience that Gaz and myself have. You go to usxpest.com, schedule your free inspection, and then, you know, you're living, you're living a pest-free life, my friends. You know, until you listen uh, to this show. I was mocked at lunch, and I'd like a ruling. Coming up next, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Oh, flawless as usual. That's not on me, okay? Right. This one that says bump music, pound sure. cake, there's no audio in there. So right. whatever pound cake is, I should take that file and delete it. Pound cake's a Van Halen song. It's not in there. All right. Well, just so you know, that's what it is. Um, it's a lot Van Halen. Before before you explain yourself on something that happened earlier today, I, this, <laughs> I, saw, this, um, I saw this headline. And I, I don't know why these things are coming to me now, but it was a TMZ story, but it's still... Who's in that algorithm, huh? I must Let's have... Let's get aggregated from yeah. the back over there. What's happening? I, I, must have, uh, I, must, I must have just spent a little too much time reading girly stories for too long, my friends. Um, I, I label this, who says romance is dead? It's um, Larsa Pippen and uh, Marcus Jordan. So Larsa Pippen is Scotty Pippen's ex-wife. You may know her from her days on the Real Housewives of Miami. Marcus Jordan is Michael Jordan's son. Apparently, he opened a sneaker store at one point, like a high-end sneaker store that was at Disney Springs down in Orlando, and now it's like an online experience. But most importantly, Michael Jordan's son 
is now dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. So if Scottie Pippen already didn't hate, 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 hate Michael Jordan, he got to really hate him now. It's gross. She's 48. He's 32. Typically, you'd see those ages reversed. You know, the, the man would be a little older, as I've, as science has proven, you know, men age like wine, women age like milk. It's been proven by science. It's not a, I'm not, I'm not the one who came up with that. Um, but it's like good for her to go get, you know, get her gentleman and, and they're together. They now have a podcast together. No, they don't. No. Y- yeah, they, they do. They have a, they, they're, they're, t- they're making the most of this um, relationship. The podcast is called Separation Anxiety. Heck, what? So they had a big talk where they uh, discussed her OnlyFans page. And um, whether or not he... First, it was a, 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 a viewer, a connoisseur of the Separation Anxiety podcast, put in the question, did Marcus Jordan hope that Larsa Pippen would delete her OnlyFans. To which he, as a true gentleman, said, hey, it makes you happy, and it's okay. And she's like, well, you don't like it. And he goes, no, you know, it makes you happy, and it's popular. And, it, and she's like, well, actually, the viewing, the, it's gone down a lot since I started dating him. I guess people are very mad they're dating. <laughs> she said, I guess one guy, like, over a course of a month in the past, had given her, like, $200,000 for her OnlyFans, like a, like a back and forth. But not now that she's dating Marcus Jordan. She said she'd delete it for him. He said don't. That's love, my friends. That's where we are in life right now. That's where we are in life. Would you delete your OnlyFans for me? Yes. I don't. You don't have to, but thank you. Oh, romance. The oddness of someone dating someone. I'm sure they've known each other at some point before the dating experience. Well, I mean, I mean, if you if you if you think about it, this would be the equivalent. Of you dating one of your father's coworkers, <sighs> yeah, this would be this would be like one day down the down the road, like one of your sons dating a woman that we work with, like in this now, like Rachel oh, from GY man. dating Rex. Nah, that's what it would be. I don't want to judge what could be their love. I don't, I don't want. I want to hold my judgment there. But what bothered me more about it is this podcast news, because we know this: athletes, especially celebrities, and those worlds mix. There are celebrities who just date someone for the attention. Yeah, it's absolutely. not love. It's for their career. It's to be in the headlines. It's to be in the tabloids and everything. Aren't those else. the same? Hope not. I hope there's some real love out there somewhere. But when you say, hey, we're dating, but hurry, get that podcast up. And what's the name of it again? Separation Anxiety. I mean, come on. What agent told them, here's here's what we're doing. And then you open out of the gates with the OnlyFans episode? I mean, this this doesn't feel like love to me, how, LeVac, when they're screaming for, look at me, look at me, look at me. How has Scottie Pippen not become a violent man yet? Like, not even making light of it. I'm sorry. If my ex-wife was dating one of my coworkers slash rivals' kids, I would probably lose my ever-loving mind. Who are you mad at, though? Marcus? The, the world. Okay. Everything. All of it. Bees. Birds. Clouds. Us. Yeah. Me and you for talking about it. Oh, my God. That's just insane. All right. Uh, it is LeVac and Goss, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9, 980. Um as always, you are more than welcome to join us uh, with your opinions, with your questions and concerns 
on the Elevation 10,000 phone lines, 518-690-0980. Levac, you know my dad is an avid listener to the show. He loves the iHeart app. He enjoys using it. Yes. There have been a lot of times in the show where my dad has offered his takes about whether or not he likes our sports opinions or certain things. He enjoys the segments. I found out that when we talk about him, those are the segments he enjoys the most, which you should be surprised. It's most people who we reference on the show enjoy those segments the most, but I don't truly believe he's ever been more proud of you than what he's about to find out what you did today. So it's been an odd day here in the studio. We've had a bunch of work we've had to get done. Our schedules are all over the place. Our eating habits are welcome back to the media world where the eating habits are all over the place. So I had to get out of here. As you told me, get out of here. You're getting hangry. You need to eat. Yeah. You need to, yeah, you need to, you need to walk away. So I'm getting lunch, and we won't say where I had gone to, but you texted me and said, hey, actually, I'm kind of hungry, too. Can you grab me some lunch? So I'm like, like, yeah, what do you want? This is the order you texted yeah, you, me. I mean, it's going to give away where we went, isn't it? That doesn't matter. I don't think so. Say, I won't say okay. the front part right. of this. This is the order you asked me for. Yeah. You asked for tuna, Swiss cheese, spinach, onions, pickles, green peppers, jalapenos, and chipotle dressing. Yeah. Great sandwich. For those of you who listen to the show, you just heard what I just listed off there. My dad's a, a 40 year plus year vegetarian. So no meat on that thing. Tuna pescatarian, I guess that's yeah. the term, right? That is a non meat sub. He would be thrilled that was your order. But I think people who listen to the show, knowing some of your, uh, we'll say hobbies, places you've <laughs> consumed in the past, that does not seem like an order people would predict out of you, LeVac. I what like, happened today at lunch? Every once in a while, like a little tuna fish. I'm, I'm good. I never, they say that your taste buds change every seven years. When I was a kid, I hated tuna. I'm not, I'm not a seafood guy. Um, a couple years back, I had had, ended up having a tuna sandwich. And I was like, this, I'm going to eat this. Uh, come on. You, whatever. I'm like, fine. Took a bite. I'm like, that's oh, not bad. You, know, you put the jalapenos and all that stuff in there. It's good. Tastes good. All you're telling me is that I eat like a CrossFit athlete. That's all I'm hearing from you right now. <laughs> I'm being mocked for eating. Like like a guy who turned his his garage into a gym during COVID, who who runs races, who does chin ups, I'm I'm you I'm not I'm not I'm not offended at all. Sadly, you've twisted me into this that I can't deny that last statement by you either. That is what CrossFit athletes eat. That right. is what vegetarians eat. That is what people who are prepping for big time events and more eat. Yes, that's very true. Here's what I I feel for you now thinking about this because <laughs> Why do you me feel for me me as your co-host. Should be more supportive. And yesterday, you're giving me grief about something else, and Robert came to defend you. If you missed that, Apple and Spotify. We're talking about the G. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, yesterday when you said it was good out of beard because I have a fat face. And now you're messing with me for eating a healthy sandwich. I didn't even say anything negative. I'm trying to defend you. What I'm trying to say is this. When you go out, nobody, no, no friend of mine, no family, nobody in the existence of me on earth for 33 plus years ever gets more grief about what they eat or drink than you oh it's nonstop. it is i f- there please if you're listening the next time you see levac <laughs> out at a restaurant at a bar everybody i i feel like it's a compliment i don't know if you take it always as a compliment there what? oh you're not drinking oh you're gonna <laughs> order that oh what are you sick we oh, gonna die? yeah and i get i feel every single time and here i am the person who's experienced this the most with you Giving you grief on the ring about I, again, ordering I a wonderful sub today. I think again, your attempt at grief was a compliment. You, you know, you're, you. We know you and I know one CrossFit athlete, just one. He happens to be your father, and if you're telling me that I'm eating my lunch the way 
TG2 does, CrossFit Kringle, I'm taking that as a compliment. The other thing you mentioned is really bleeping annoying. It's like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, can I get a, a water? And oh, it looks like that chef salad looks nice with the, the peppercorn ranch. A salad and a water? Did you spell beer and steak wrong? And it's like, you know, I can eat healthy once in a while, too. Like, I just, I, what I, whatever I want is what I want. Oh, I'm just joking with you. Good job there. Okay, like, let me translate what you just said. Hey, fat ass, you sure you want a salad? That's what, that's what I hear. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. It's fine. It's fine, guys. There's no fine. other. I, I just fine. defended you because it's like a comedian who goes out. It's like, oh, you're not going to tell a joke today. It's like an athlete that's probably like, oh, you're not yeah. going to dunk. Oh, you did a layup. Yeah, it's like I'm Joey Chestnut. Right. Oh, you only ate two hot dogs? What, are you not ready to work? Well, no, I'm having lunch. I'm just, that's it. My dad's listening right now. He oh, waited. yes. Let's go. He said this is exactly his order. Is it really? The only thing he does not put on is jalapenos. Look at that. Levac. CrossFit right around the corner. I'm good. Like, the only thing, like, I obviously, I I didn't, like, get tuna to not get, you know, turkey or or roast beef. I know he doesn't eat those things. But I would eat that sandwich most days. That would be fine with me. The only thing he he crushes me on is the Bud Heavies. Like... (laughs) I got to be in the right mind space to drink a Bud Heavy. Bud Reds are a different lifestyle, and you and your father are built for that lifestyle. Like, you guys can drink, like, I, you know, Bud Lights, Miller Lights, uh, you know, Coors Light, any of those. Like, I, I can drink in mass, mass quantities. And before you try to turn the Bud Light into a political statement, you're the one who let a beer hurt your feelings. I just let it hurt my stomach and my head. Um, <laughs> but the Bud Heavies, like, I got to be... Like, I got to be ready. I got to be prepped for the butt heavy. And you guys can just go on the butt heavies. Like, it's impressive. Like, in, in all sincerity, Budweiser should sponsor any road trip <laughs> that TG2 and TG3 go on because they can work. Like, if, you, if neither one of them has to drive and you're allowed to consume cans of, of beer, there's going to there's gonna be a tick up. In Bud Heavy sales along the route of that tra- uh, transportation. You hear that, sales team? There's the new reads coming here. Uh, we got the top four at four coming up, the four biggest stories in the world of sports. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about who brings us to the top four at four every day. And that's our friends over at Mohawk Honda. See, back and Mohawk Honda, they don't get on you about what you're eating or Never. what you're drinking. Because Never. they're not a restaurant. No. They're not a bar. They they're- brought me a cupcake last time I was there. Look at that. They're, they're supportive. They, they continue to support people across, across the Capital Region looking for new vehicles. Whatever it might be, whether it's a new ride coming up, maybe it's a certified pre-owned vehicle, whatever fits your budget, Mohawk Honda wants to work with you to get you in that vehicle. I know from experience, just a few years ago, Cam McKenna and I are working on, all right, guys, what's going to work for you? This is back in 2022. Then in 2019, multiple times I've gone to Mohawk Honda and it helped me. Look, my life in 2019 is different than my life in 2023. Family's expanding, a little longer trip to work. All those things happen, and I find the vehicle that fits my lifestyle. Thanks to Cam McKenna, and thanks to the entire team there, whoever you're working with, whether it's John Lucas, the VIP man, Morales. There's so many amazing people over there at Mohawk. Shout out to MJ as well. Everybody over there, Nick, Nate, Ben, the digital team does a fantastic job of showing you. John what- Higgins for keeping your pilot on the road, of no course. matter how poorly you drive it. It's Mohawk Honda. We'll be back this July for a live show. We hope that you can carve that out on your schedule and be a part of it and enjoy the fun ride that you can have this summer and more. It's Mohawk Honda. 
where they always go out of their way to please you. You ready for the top four at four? I was born ready. All right, Coming come- up next. I'm doing it. All right. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. It's time for the top four at four with LeVac and Gaz. Four! Time for uh, what would normally be the four biggest stories in the world of sports, but what I attempted to do is punish Gaz and make him hopefully see how ira- irrational he is and, and maybe it's a hatred of myself. I don't know. He's got these athletes that in the past I have said, like, you know, maybe they suck or they're just not playing well. And he'll go to war for these guys. And I've never quite been able to figure out what his insane love for these, these certain athletes are. So what we're going to do is, is he was tasked to come up with the four irrational athlete loves or, or defense that he, he'll go to war over. And, and give them to us as a top four of four today. This is an odd list. And I, well, yeah, because it's, it's irrational, so it shouldn't like make sense. You're going to notice a theme of this top four at four, too. Be like, man, Gaza's takes on why he likes these people are not very strong, and they're not really rational. That's the point of this. You know, like <laughs> Carmelo, we get that one. Jerry McNamara, McNatt, we get right. those. Did they play at Syracuse? Oh, okay. You know. What you're going to notice here is me struggling Throughout this poll, <laughs> trying to make sense of things that don't make sense. But I just want to make sure I've got them. Like, I, I, I took some time and tried to figure out who they would be. And I tried to do it for myself, too. I, only, I could only come with, like, one or two that I, I have. So. Th- three of these you're going to know out of the gates. So one, you're going to be bizarre. By the way, if you think I missed one, and if you've listened to the show for a long time, please, at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z, iHeart app, everything else. All right, this fourth one is going to catch you off guard. My fourth one is Danilo Gallinari. Now we have to. I have to admit, never there, heard you defend. Him. I know we have. We haven't talked a lot of Danilo Gallinari in the eight years of the Levac and Gas show. But let me explain why I'm a Danilo Gallinari stan. Way back in the day, old Gazi Bear had some time in his life to play video games. There was a time you and I are gamers. Like we will play. You're more of a one-player shooter game, but we played Madden in 2K, and I love NCAA football. The NBA 2K video game, I'd say over the last five years, may have actually passed Madden as the most popular video game. FIFA soccer fan, relax. All right, you can throw your takes out there if you want. But I like 2K, but I'm not that great at it. I'll admit it. The only reason I'm good is Danilo Gallinari. That's the reason I like Danilo Gallinari, and I will defend Danilo Gallinari. Saying this out loud into a microphone <laughs> makes it feel far less sensical than before, if that's even a word. But because I'm good with him in a video game from like 2010 to 2019, I would play 2K and make sure I trade for Danilo Gallinari because that's the only way I could figure out how to shoot with him with the joystick. And because of that, in my mind, I then convinced myself Danilo Gallinari is an underrated basketball player. That doesn't make any sense. Has he ever done anything? To make it on the show, no. Yeah. To us even have a conversation about him, no. Yeah. Just but over, I love he was him. just overdrafted. That's about that's his that's his crowning achievement. Okay. Look at see this is a good exercise. This is how you can kind of like <laughs> I feel stupid. Some introspective, you know, give you the chance to to see where you're broken. You know. All right. So four four was like let's be honest. Four was one we didn't even know was an issue. That's like that's like you you hold a. Um, what is that thing where you, an intervention, you hold an intervention for someone and you're like, all right, do you know why you're here? Is it the crack? You're doing crack too? Like that's, that's what just happened there. I number like number three, you're a part of this one. It's my fault. I don't know if you're to blame here, 
But I constantly get in your ear about this athlete. And now you've seen a firsthand account of this athlete. That is Zay Jones, former Buffalo Bill wide receiver, former Raider wide receiver, and played really well for the Jags last year. Current Jag wide receiver. Played really well last year for the Jags. Also a warrior of God when he's tweaked out on whatever he's tweaked out on, trying to kick his way through a window in a high level of a hotel. Yeah. Fantasy football players are probably going to be excited to get Zay Jones at a late round draft. Okay, here's my thing with J- Zay Jones. I've defended Zay Jones ridiculously, but there's a backstory to the Zay Jones thing. You and I covered Buffalo Bills camp five, six, seven years ago. Zay yep. Jones' rookie season. Yes. And the Bills do their media scrums a lot different than NFL teams because the market's a lot smaller. When practice ends, you as a media member can just go up to an athlete unless it's like Josh Allen. You know, some guys are off limits because they pull them to the podium, right. but it's very more, it's a lot more college style where they're going to walk you over to the athlete. This one is just talk to whoever you want, bring out a microphone and see who you can talk to. I got Zay Jones one on one. Zay Jones was the best interview because he was polite. Hey, how are you? I don't know you at practice. Where are you from? What do you do? A real life conversation. And you pray doing this for a job. Rather than sticking a microphone in somebody's face and giving you a generic answer to have a real conversation with somebody. Zay Jones was my favorite athlete I ever interviewed. And that statement alone has had me reconsider my stand. Again, Eminem's song, for those who don't get that reference. Of Do I, do I really need to like somebody because they were nice to me in an interview? Well, back, you and I have done, not even joking, thousands of interviews. Correct. I have to have somebody better. Like, if I went to somebody and said, hey, guys, who's your favorite athlete you ever interviewed? Zay Jones. Who? Well, no, Who? and and I think this is like the um, most valuable versus most outstanding. Like you, your you felt a connection when you spoke to to Zay Jones. Now is Zay Jones the name that is going to make other people go, "Whoa!" Like more like, "Hey, I spent an hour talking to Pete Rose." Well, okay, well, how was that? Like, so no, and and again, this one, I um, I feel like I learned something. I feel like you have a good reason for 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 Zay Jones. Even though he is bat poop crazy when he wants to be, but, you know I can kind of I can kind of see it now. I want him to be so good so badly so I can say I interviewed Zay Jones. I had a con like Aaron Jones is different. Aaron Jones was an okay interview, but yeah. I rooted for him because it made we took ownership of that because we found him and we got told by our boss it was a bad interview. Exactly right. <laughs> so I I root for both of those guys, Aaron Jones and Zay Jones, but far more Zay Jones, and that doesn't make any sense. Like, think about this, and you could, maybe you don't have the answer right now. Do you have a favorite athlete you've interviewed? Like, I feel like the style of per, you gave the P. Rose example. Maybe that's it. But the level of popularity will sometimes influence how we think of that answer rather than I really liked talking to this person. It's a little bit more difficult, I think, when we realize it. All yeah, right. I, I, I don't know who my favorite is, to be honest with you. I'd have to think about that. I'd have to take some time. It's a, is it Zay Jones? It's not Zay Jones. That was no, me. It's yeah. not. It's and not I. Zay Jones. No, but again, like so. So here's the deal. Um, the Gallinari one is is a stupid reason, but okay, at least like I think you kind of said that. You get that. The Zay Jones, I get. I get it, and I I hope he has a good year this year because I'm picking Jacksonville. I think to do well. This gets dumber here at number two, and you're gonna be surprised here for number two. Case Keenum. I don't. I don't. I'm trying to even figure it out. Prepping for this segment, I'm like. What's the reason why I like Case Keenum again? I think back to fantasy football. I played a double. Yeah, this one makes no. I played a double quarterback league back home, and there's 14 teams, and someone just puked, thinking, 
Guys, so you're in a 14 team fantasy league with two quarterbacks. That does there's 32 quarterbacks. What about by? Yeah, it's an odd league. But one year, I drafted Sam Bradford when he played for the Minnesota Vikings, and I drafted Case Keenum as his backup, thinking kind of how you handcuff running backs. I handcuffed the quarterback. Sam Bradford used to get hurt a lot. All right, Case Keenum might be pretty good. So I rolled with Case Keenum that year. But that that's not a but good— But you just go to war for Case Keenum. <laughs> that's not a good enough reason to be— Levesque, it was—I oh, hate this because it's like always the January, February, December stuff. I believe it's 2018 postseason, 2017 regular season, where Keenum keeps winning every single week. The reports we heard that year were that as soon as Case Keenum loses a game, they're going back to Bradford. Any moment Case Keenum screws anything up, the Vikings are saying he's not the quarterback. We're dumping him. The Minnesota miracle happens. The Vikings keep winning. They're one win away from the Super Bowl. They get pounded in the NFC title game. They had a chance to host the Vikings in Minnesota for the Super Bowl. I haven't come up with a reason yet why I root for Case Keenum. But for whatever reason, LeVac, that year, and now still going forward, I'm like, you know, Keenum can play. You know, Keenum's a win away from the Super Bowl. Remember that season he had for That's six years ago. And after three and a half minutes of bloviating into this microphone. Have bloviating? Made, Look at you. Have it made any sense to my Case Keenum take yet? No, because I don't think you understand it. Like, you still don't get it, which means it's still crazy. And it makes me laugh. It does. It 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 one hundred percent makes makes me laugh. That you just again, I just I had to go find like a bunch of gifts and memes about him just to make fun of you with. And you I think you took them all and you kept them. You make like a childhood bedroom like like wall art of Case Keenum. I hope he does good one day. He's, Number one. Over. Come on. On the irrational Goss defend of an athlete he doesn't have a good reason for in the top four for today. I can't believe there's somebody bigger than Peterman. Um, I mean, oh, I'm just going to get mine by accident. <laughs> you're going to love this one. You might hey. stand up and applaud. Johnny Manziel. Yeah, that makes no, like, and it's not just you. There's a couple people out there who are on the, have been bit by the, the Johnny Manziel bug. I don't get it at all so here's my story with johnny mansell i remember it vividly levac my buddy mike campioni from back home shout out to him i was at mikey's tavern in central new york one of our old watering holes and i remember sitting there and mike camps i'm gonna refer to him as camps for the rest of this that's what i call him camps said to me he goes hey you know if mansell johnny football beats alabama he's gonna win the heisman trophy and i remember saying like that little quarterback from texas a&m Johnny Foot, stop it. What have you been drinking if you think Johnny Football is going to go out and beat Alabama? And sure enough, what happened? Johnny <laughs> Football put on one of the greatest performances of all time. Why I believe I like Johnny Football is because it's such an anomaly in the history of the quarterback position. The whole idea of like a five foot ten quarterback dominating the SEC and being so arrogant and having so much swagger. Winning the Heisman Trophy, putting up ridiculous numbers, doing the money sign, and the opposite side of it being nowhere close to how we view quarterbacks. You know, I think about Russell Wilson, these robotic quarterbacks, yeah. even like a Bryce Young for more recent reference of five-star quarterback at a Matter Day High School, Alabama. Like, this is how it's going to be for the rest of your life. Manziel's a backup who got arrested for a fake ID, who's a rich kid who loves to party but he's dominating SEC defenses. And then he goes to the NFL 
and he's telling teams to draft him. The season before, he finished off at Texas A&M and gets suspended for signing autographs because he doesn't care. But he's got so much swagger, so confident. And every week, it's hilarious. Like, this has got to end. There's no way he can keep playing this well. And I had to keep rooting for him. Like, I, I was so well, attracted out, to right. Johnny Manziel. Yeah, you couldn't keep playing that well. But, like, does that it? But now I feel like I just rooted for Johnny football because it annoyed so many people. Yeah. No, I, I think that's you. the case. I remember Bill's camp when they had the joint practice and he was there with the Browns. And we happened, so we were on one field, we were watching. As we're coming out of the other field, they're lining up the Cleveland offense. So the offensive line are standing up. They're not in their stance. This small child whose helmet does not reach their nameplates. Doesn't it barely, I think it just touches the top of the numbers on the jerseys. Runs out and stands where the quarterback would be. And I yell, that small child's going to get hurt. And everyone, that's Johnny Manziel. And I went, oh, he is, he did not belong. You know, at least admit, I feel like, I feel like you admitted a lot. Case Keenum was the one I thought would be number one. Johnny Manziel, you admitting Johnny Manziel doesn't belong is, is great. I can just do, like, I feel like there's a reason for every one of mine except for one. Like, so I can just do it real quick. Like, yeah. Giancarlo Stanton, I will defend him forever. I have no idea why. I have no loyalty to him. Of course he's a Yankee. I'd like him to be good for that reason. But while everybody else is like, he's got to go. He's paid too much. I'm like, whoa, come on. He could still put it together one year. Um, Marcus Tui Asasopo. He's a backup quarterback for the Whoa, Raiders. What a throwback there, oh, huh? I, he's, every time he got a chance to throw a football, I would literally look at someone in the room and go, this is when it happens for him. This is when they realize he should be the starter. And every time, he threw an interception. Uh- <laughs> Not to be confused with his cousin, Ronea Tatuyapaso, who I believe goes by a different name now. Crazy Ronnie T. Go watch the documentary about Manny Tatu. <laughs> um, Drew Henson. I love Drew Henson. Oh, what another throwback. I did. And you'll notice a lot of minor quarterbacks. Like Drew Henson was my dude because I watched Michigan every time. And I watched this little punk named Brady dink and dunk all over the field. And then Drew Henson would just come out and bomb it. And as a Raiders fan and a, and a go deep fan, I was like, this Drew Henson, he's going to be real. And he goes and plays baseball. He's not good at that. Then he goes and he goes and plays football for the Cowboys. He's not good at that. That's, you know, that's, that's that. Finally, I, I said it earlier, Nate Peterman. I can't explain why I love Nate Peterman, except for the fact that he is the greatest preseason quarterback in the history of football. Before they start counting, that man counts up touchdowns. They, they, the games might not count, <laughs> but you put him in a preseason game, whoo, girl, Peterman will fry you as soon as, as, soon as it counts. He's the worst quarterback ever. Like, like, come like on. Ever. ever. Ryan Manziel's worse. No. I would, I would tell you that I could probably, if I could get the teams together and I got to build a team uh, and, you know, all, you know, no, no, no pro bowlers, just all like good athletes who played football and I get Peterman and you do the same thing and you get Manziel, my team will whoop your hiney. My team will tear you apart. Mm-hmm. Indoor football, Manziel might have the, uh, the advantage because of that fan control football he does, but outdoor football. The Peterman Express would destroy Manziel's season. In an actual game or practice? Yeah, 
The great, both. Both. Because it doesn't count. It doesn't go towards the NFL, so it's fine. Right. <laughs> uh, top four and four is, again, brought to you by Mohawk Honda. I, th- I feel like we all grew today. I feel like we all got a little, little stronger, a little better. I think we did, too. And, and you can confess your athletes as well. We're not judging you here. As a back for my good friends over at Elevation 10,000. Now, Elevation 10,000 is the company to talk to. You know, when you're looking to elevate your brand, it's funny the amount of times I end up bringing these guys up in my day-to-day conversations with people. Like, I was just talking to somebody like, yeah, we need we need apparel for our company. I'm like, well, Elevation 10,000. Um, I was talking to somebody else. They're like, I just my website just doesn't feel right. Like, Elevation 10,000. And then it was, you know, and also they'll help you with your digital marketing. And if you need radio support or TV support, and it gets to the point where I bring up Elevation 10,000 so much that people actually think I'm making it up. It's like, oh, the answer to all my problems is Elevation 10,000, huh, LeVac? Yeah, sure, whatever. You just Is the boogeyman under my bed? And it's like, I, I don't know, but, you know, the only reason we know about the boogeyman is he elevated his brand. With, no, just kidding. But seriously, like, everything you need to help elevate your brand, everything you need to take your business, your LeVac and Goss here on Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. This guy thought he was done with us till March Madness. He thought we weren't talking hoops with him. But sure enough, on this July week, we call our pal from Sports Illustrated from the Capital Region, Kevin Sweeney, joins us now. Kevin, you thought you were done with LeVac and Goss, and here you are in July talking to us again. It's always a thrill. Appreciate you having me. (laughs) Thanks, man. All right, so the reason we're calling you, not just because we want to catch up and we're concerned about how everything's going with your life, although everything's fine. Uh, Andre Jackson, Albany Academy's own, Jalen Pickett, the connection to Siena. Both these guys selected in the NBA draft. Let's focus on the former Siena Saint first, Jalen Pickett. Take us through the team that selects him and what you think his first season in the NBA could be like. Yeah, so he he went in Denver, and it was it was no huge secret around the NBA that Denver really coveted Jalen Pickett, which is why I think it wasn't that surprising that he was drafted as highly as he was, despite the fact that I think if you probably pulled the rest of the NBA, they wouldn't have been quite as bullish on him. And, you know, 32 was, I think, certainly the top of his range in this draft. But, I mean, Denver's in a really interesting position where they have this outstanding core that can compete for championships, you know, fresh off dominating its way through an NBA championship. But in order to maintain that, they need to be able to find these affordable contracts to fill out the bench. And they did that last year with Christian Brown, who wound up playing a pretty key role uh, for them in the finals. And they're hoping with their three draft picks, Julian Strother from Gonzaga, Hunter Tyson from Clemson, and then Pickett, they find role players. I think Pickett's role could be quite large in year one, given the fact that there are some questions as to whether the Nuggets will be able to bring back Bruce Brown, who was huge to them in, in, in the postseason. Uh, and I think they hope that Pickett's kind of intelligence and feel for the game, his passing ability will allow him to translate, even if he's not playing with the ball in his hands, the same way he was, obviously, in college. I think it's also important we do this before we continue talking about picking Andre Jackson. For fans here in the Capital Region, they saw Kevin Herter have so much success for the Hawks and now with the Kings that they may have forgot or underrated what it actually means to potentially bounce between the G League and the NBA, especially as a second-round pick. And I know fans of a certain team two hours west, my beloved Syracuse Orange, the Orange fan base gets all worked up when a former Orange player gets sent out of the NBA to work on their skip bust, stinks, isn't on the NBA team. Kind of explain what it is when we see these second-round picks bouncing between the G League and the NBA, and that it's kind of now normal. Yes, very normal. Um, it, it's become really a great avenue for players to 
have a chance to stick in the league is there's just so few roster spots. There's now three two-way contracts that each team can, can give out, which basically allows the team to bounce the player back and forth between the G League uh, and, and the professional club. Um, that allows them to get, you know, get some game experience um, playing with the, you know, playing in a much bigger role while playing in the G League, but also, you know, come up and help the team, especially when there's injuries and attrition throughout an NBA season. So um, it'll be interesting to see if Pickett gets a fully guaranteed or or a two-way. I think at 32, he's probably more likely than not to get get a fully guaranteed contract, which is great, but that doesn't mean he won't spend some time in the G League as well. Um, so yeah, it, it's certainly not a failure. Obviously, if you know, three four years down the line, you're still bouncing up and down. That's not ideal, but I think especially early on, uh, it's just a really good avenue to, to get some, some game reps and adjust because the game is so different between college and pro. He covers college basketball for Sports Illustrated at CBB Central on Twitter. You haven't changed the handle, right? It's still Kevin Sweeney. No, no changes, yes. All right, good. I want to make sure I didn't miss an underscore or anything. Let's flip it over to Andre Jackson, Albany Academy Zone, wins the national championship at UConn, shaking hands with the president, Joe Biden, and now he's off to the second round. So two questions here for Jackson. One, is it a disappointment he went in the second round? And two, what does his future home and potential success look like for Jackson? Um, I think probably he was slightly disappointed he didn't go first round. Obviously, that's something everyone would want, right? Um, but I think for him you know, the decision becomes very hard to return to school when you have a chance to get guaranteed money, right? When you're not signing a two-way contract, when you're going to get an, an NBA contract. He's going to get an NBA contract with Milwaukee and have a chance to contribute to a postseason team. And I think in some ways that, you know, it's better to land at 36 in a good situation than 26 in a bad situation. So uh, with, with Andre, like, you know, the question I think people have posed to me is, Will he be able to play with Giannis, who's not a great shooter, right? Like, he's such a unique player because he's a great passer and defender, but he doesn't shoot it great. But it sounds like the Bucks are, are kind of pivoting to a more athlete-focused style of play. They want to get out and be more aggressive defensively. They want to run in transition. And I think Andre Jackson is, is an awesome fit for that. I mean, this, this is he, he was truly the consummate winner in college basketball last year. Obviously, he won a championship, but just did everything UConn needed to help them get over the finish line, whether it was passing, whether it was rebounding, whether it was defense, like he was so essential to that team. And I think uh, an NBA team will fall in love pretty quickly with his work ethic and his toughness. With so much changes that still could come here in the month of July, we know how active free agency is. It seems like Jackson, and you touched on it there about his shooting ability. He might spend just as much time away from the NBA team in that G league. And just saying, once you get that shooting to where we want it to be, you're coming up or the it's really hard to figure that out, but it feels like if the shootings improve, it not just helps out potentially his role for Milwaukee, but that's going to extend his career in the NBA. 100%, because, I mean, he's a 99.9 percentile athlete, but that will fade at some point, right? If he wants to be a 15-year NBA player, he's going to have to find a way to, to make shots. Um, but but I do think it's a good time to be entering the NBA if you're a, if you're a role player like Andre Jackson, because the new collective bargaining agreement, which is just uh, officially published here today, it makes the, the, the luxury tax implications even greater um, and, and the limitations in terms of adding players to teams that have filled, you know, hit, hit the salary cap already, like the Bucks, like, you know, the Phoenix Suns, like teams that have been consistently trying to contend. These, these guys in the second round and the late first are hugely important to their organization. So there's going to be a lot of development invested in them, obviously. Some of that time might be spent in the G League, but I think I think Andre, you know, is being drafted as a guy that they really hope can 
make a real impact pretty early in his NBA career. It's been fun because we talked to you months ago when leading up to the NBA draft about prospects to keep an eye out for and Victor Webinata and how it was all going to come together. And now we talked to you months later. We see now the draft kind of setting still and all the trades have been finalized and we have the right hats on the prospects and everything else. Now, now that the dust is settled for the NBA draft, is there maybe one player, one team where you're like, man, a couple months from now, we're going to be talking about how did this happen where this guy is having such an impact and we didn't give him credit when it happened? Maybe an underrated situation that developed post-draft night for you. I think Atlanta landing Kobe Bufkin for Michigan, I think we're going to look at as the steal of the draft. He was a guy that I thought should have been a lottery pick. His final 12 games at Michigan this year, he averaged 17 points, six rebounds, three assists, made 45% from three. He's that like combo guard really skilled and, and he's a sophomore. So he spent two years in college, but he's actually younger than guys like Brandon Miller who were fresh in this draft. So he's still got a lot of upside to me, like Atlanta to get him. You know, if you're, if you're a team like that, where you, you made the playoffs, but you're not really close to contending, you need to hit a home run at some point in, in, in the teams in, in the draft to try to really propel yourself to the next tier of, of contention. I think, Kobe Buffkin has a chance to be that guy in a year or two for, for the Hawks. It's going to feel odd, both the question and what I took away from this, but Bob Huggins, a Hall of Famer, resigned, fired, however we want to phrase that, with the tenure ending at West Virginia. And although the headlines are going to talk about the legacy and how people view Bob Huggins and what it means for if he'll ever coach again, like those are the, I guess, the A headlines of it. But Kevin Sweeney from Sports Illustrated joining us here on the phone lines on Levac House. What I look about with this story is the transfer portal that a coach is gone uh, back to Syracuse. Jesse Edwards is transferred Zen. And now there's some leeway where the players can leave, but now they can just have the wild West again. And what's the roster going to look like for West Virginia? I don't know what you're viewing when it comes to the Mountaineers, but that's the thing that I look at and say, what does this mean for the future of college sports when your coach can get fired months before the season and everybody can just be, all right, I'm out. Peace. See you later. Right. And what's particularly tricky is when it happens late like this, there's still plenty of teams that have a need, especially for a player as good as Jesse Edwards. Like everyone, like the poaching just ramps up to, you know, the, you know, the thousandth degree. Like there's just no, there's no stopping every single person who's ever spoken to Jesse Edwards, getting phone calls from, you know, Kentucky and Duke and every other school that needs a big guy and saying, Hey, like, you know, if you'd be interested, we've got a lot of money with you with your name on it. So you know, it's very tricky, and, and I think you know, the good thing for, for West Virginia is they are certainly not uh, poor in the NIL world. They are uh, as good as really anyone in college basketball at this point. That's why I think they'll be able to keep together this roster for the most part. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, huge, it's a huge kind of new world that we're in, uh, and, and rosters are, are never really set until – guys enroll for fall class and even then you never know if a weird move will happen out of left field one more thing before we let you go and enjoy your life in chicago and bouncing around the combines and covering everything else that's moved across the college basketball and the professional basketball world the new york teams the knicks and the nets the nets a little bit more active than the knicks this past draft night back in june are we going to see these teams focus more on these young talents are they going to try to be the aggressors as this free agency period develops? What do you see for the Knicks and the Nets, especially when we talk about what the future can be for both franchises? Right. I think they're, they're obviously in different places. I think that, I think the, the Knicks probably sit here and say, Hey, can we get what, you know, in, in a trade or in free agency, one more big piece that can 
pushes over the top. Um, and, and that would obviously kind of change, change the game in the East. The East is wide open. The Heat coming from, you know, the playing game to the finals, I think the clearest proof of that. Um, and, and then I think the Nets are, are in long-term mode, right? So they draft two uh, one-and-done freshmen in the first round, Noah Clowney from Alabama, who I love, uh, and then Derek Whitehead from Duke, who is one of the best high school players in America in the 2022 class before getting injured, missing a lot of his season at Duke. They're in, they're in long-term build mode with young guys like Mikhail Bridges and hoping that they can kind of develop a new core and then be an attractive destination to free agents again in a couple of years. He is our guy, Kevin Sweeney, Sports Illustrated, CBB Central. Kevin, we appreciate the time. I would tell you we're not going to talk again until the fall, like until some huge college basketball story breaks, but you keep answering the phone, and that's your fault, man. Appreciate your love here as always. Appreciate it, guys. Hey, it's the back for Elevation 10,000. I like to say that, like, I know a guy. Like, like, I hook people up with good things. So, like, let's just have this conversation, all of us, right now. Like, hey, LeVac, I my website sucks. I don't know how to get the name and, and what we do out to the public. I don't know how to do digital advertising. I don't know how to make signs or apparel. I got a guy. And by a guy, I got Elevation 10,000. That's who I have for you. Elevation 10,000 is a company right here in the Capital Region that what they do is help you do what you do and do it better and make sure everybody knows about it. Soup to nuts, top to bottom, what you're looking to get done, they can help you do it. So, you know, apparel for your staff or or T-shirts to sell at events or signs for an event, uh, websites, digital advertising. They've got the algorithm, baby. They talk about the algorithm. I don't understand it. Thank God they do. Do what I do. Do what everybody I know is starting to do. Elevate your brand with Elevation 10,000. Slovak and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. What what day is it? Where am I? How did I get here? <laughs> We're getting closer. What's going on? Closer to the end of the week here, Levac. It's Is it? We're Are wrapping sure? up this Thursday show. We're getting ready for... We, I think we have a big announcement coming up for tomorrow's show. We, we have a, a special show. We had a special show Monday. We got bumped on Tuesday. I wouldn't call it Monday special different less than oh less than yes okay. please <laughs> well yeah tomorrow we're gonna do our way too early nfl preview show we we decided to you know just we were talking about it we said let's just do it let's just let's make picks let's go all the way through and let's see how close we get to our finished product when we do this again in a month or two so that's tomorrow Today, very different than tomorrow. I know that because I i don't know what tomorrow is yet, but I'm well aware that today sucked. It was just a rough day. I'm sorry. Every day is a rough day. Every day, I feel lately. I don't know why. I'm very moody. I'm whiny. I've turned whiny today. <laughs> it happened quick. I don't know why. Do you want to recap our... Uh, look, it's a weird spot, This right? might be why, why I'm whiny. I, ha- I, don't, I have no... I'm blissfully unaware of how we've been doing with, these, uh, with our plays of the day. I want to there to the show. yeah. I want there to be some accountability here, and I, I guess we're passing on today's because we need to go back and look at what we've done here. I've got our June numbers, but I don't know if I want to lead with our June numbers. I'll I know we're going a, way I, back to I June. I will here, have yeah. a play of the day based on what you're about to tell me. Okay, all right. I don't want to count the pushes either. I would. I mean, I would put them. I mean, if they're there, you might as well let people know they exist. How, who's doing better? That's the, right, let's okay. start there. Who did better? You or me so far? I think you, because you got really hot on those um, 
those over-unders for a nice period of time. I did. I did. So let's go to May first for you, Levesque. So someone's going to be like, these numbers don't make any sense. What happened to the other days in May? Remember, some of these plays of the days we did not do when Levesque was in Orlando. So according to our sheet of accountability, and this is how we're doing it, the sheet of accountability looks like that. Levesque was 6-4 and in the month of May. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. In the merry, merry month of May. I was, I want to make sure I get this right, Two and seven, three and seven, three and nine. Ooh, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. I thought I did much better in May. No, you didn't, apparently. That looks like a five and nine. I'm going to have Ryan on Twitter check that one again. Maybe we should have done more picks in the middle of May. Okay. So far. So I've got. Pretty good for me. In the middle of May, I've got five and nine, Levac six and four. Yeah. Uh, that math out loud, but like, guys, that doesn't make sense. Looks like I did do some picks while you were gone. <laughs> so yeah, I got four yeah. more than you did, even though you technically weren't gone. Well, we also, there was times like you do, if you could do a couple extra plays here and there or whatever. You know, kind of so. wish I didn't. All right. Yeah, well, I'm glad you did because now I feel really smart right now with my six and four. Well, according to June numbers, yep. I'm now 12 and nine in June. Okay. You like to lose nine. You like to lose nine. You are 6-13 and 13 in June. Yeah, that's not good. Now, a lot of those losses, I wish I could go through the analytics here. A lot of your L's have been golf. So if we really dove deep into the numbers, you've been taking some 10-to-1 shots, yeah. some 14-to-1. So someone hear those numbers, they're like, oh, they stick. Hang on, hang on. We might have to adjust in July and August for the return of investment, the ROI. And this is our first time doing this with Legalized Wagering, our proud sponsors in Mohawk Chevy. So that might be the new way we have to present this, because that is not fair to you and I. It sounds like I'm making an excuse, but I'm not. <laughs> ROI. If Levac hits a plus 330 bet and yeah. then loses a coin flip bet, that should count for more. Like, we should get, all right, after it's all said and done, Levac earned you $25. Gaz lost you 7 bucks Because that's going to be very important coming up. Because we have a really exciting thing coming up, Rivers Casino and our friends at Picks 106. That's how we're going to start keeping score. How much money did you win on your bet? So now going yeah. forward, I'm declaring this. We have our NFL preview show coming up tomorrow. Starting on Monday, July 10th, throughout the summer, that's how we're keeping score. How much money, loss, or want on the wagers we're doing from July 10th all the way through. Well, and, and so here here's the deal wagering is legal in new york state so i can tell you that if if my play of the day was an actual wager and not just telling you to do something um i wagered on it so i'll be able to actually show you whether or not i have money like i don't it's not all i bet like if i'm bored on like a saturday afternoon and there's a game on i might throw 20 bucks on it or five or whatever but like there's a lot of chances where i'll be able to go one of the reasons i know that these numbers are real the six and thirteen is I put money in my account yesterday. So like if 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 these if what you're presenting was true that I'm winning my bigger bets and lose I wouldn't have had to add money. So so sad to say um I, I lost a lot of money in June. So my play of the day for everyone, thanks to our friends at Mohawk Chevrolet where they uh, where they always go out of their way to, to please you and they got that car bravo which is amazing. Uh play of the day is you probably shouldn't bet what I say to bet. I would say would be the play of the <laughs> no, day. No, 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 I would no. say leave that alone. No, 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 no. Here's what we're I doing. Say, you You're- know, what? I'm, I'm still mad. I'm just mad about a lot of, I I go back and I look at some of these ones and I, I can actually remember days where I wussed out on a wager I wanted to make or 
I was in a bleep the world mood and I went bigger. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's like, oh, I really like, I like this two team parlay, but that's only going to pay $20. So let's make it a six team. Like, you know, it's just stupid stuff like that. So I get very frustrated with that. I don't want to place all the work on somebody else. I I don't. Yeah. No, no, you do. Yeah. But Ryan on Twitter. Yeah, Ryan. Check our numbers. I think here's the deal. Because it's an Excel sheet, and I've got stigmatism, and I'm trying to do the math on a Post-it note. I feel like my numbers are pretty confident there. But here's the thing. You, but this adds up, though. This, it this, does. this tracks because I want to say that I started hot in May. Early June, you started hitting those the baseball totals. So this tracks. It makes sense. And like, there's been there's been a couple times where I've really hit big, like you were mentioning, and you know that too, because like yeah. I'll say, I'll legitimately like screenshot the payout page and I'll send it to you. Like I'll be like, "What's up, buddy? Look at this!" But I'll also be the one to send it to you guys and be like, "Hey, remember this morning when I had one hundred and thirty-five dollars in my account? I got none." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll do that. So we're both taking a pass today. We're not making a play of the day today, even though it's a Thursday. Not a know- wagering play of the right. day. We're not no investment today. Tomorrow. In our way too early NFL preview show, where we're going to talk about division winners, the playoff picture, we're giving you an early Super Bowl pick. Be listening extra careful tomorrow, because throughout that show tomorrow, we're going to sprinkle in some wagers. Like if you're heading over to a sports book, if you're doing something, we're going to tell you throughout tomorrow's show, like, hey, the number for them to get to the postseason is ridiculous right now. The over under win total on this team sitting in July is. You gotta take the over or the under. We're gonna be sprinkling in some wagers. So we're passing today because you're gonna get anywhere between two to five wagers tomorrow on the preview show. I don't um I don't do the team totals as much as I used to. Because like I used so <clears throat> gambling responsibility is extremely important. Like the, all all kidding aside, I know I think I think Gaz is a little uh too apprehensive when he speaks about wagering on the air. I might be a little too flippant. So like you know one eight hundred gambler is is call that number and, and and get get answers for yourself, but like what I do is I set a budget. So if I know I'm going to the bar or I'm meeting everybody out for dinner like two nights one week, that comes from the same budget that my my wagers come from. So I now have instead of one hundred and fifty dollars to spend on bets that week, I or or that paycheck, I have. Forty five dollars, you know what I mean? Like so, so like I have to keep track like that. There was a point in my life where I didn't pay that much attention to it. I was within my my air quote budget because I didn't have one. The check would come in, it would go away. I'd pay my bills and whatever's left. That was I'd do what I want with it. I would bet season totals because it was whatever. Now that I have like a restricted, like comprehensive, only use this much money budget. I can't have that tied up for 17, 18, 20 weeks. I can't have, like, you know, even if I did, like, because if you do five bucks a team, unless you did five bucks every team, which, again, now you're at, what, $160? Like, five bucks for the Raiders to go over their win total. Oh, great. Now I got nine fifty. Yes, <laughs> right. And, like, think. <laughs> and that five bucks I could have put on, you know, um, you know, over – on a, on a football game and, and a couple of different things. Somebody smarter than me might be able to figure out the variable math on here, but an over-under team win total, even though it's one single bet with 110 odds, so I guess we're talking coin flip odds is how I like to say it, there's 16 variables of it. Because every week it's a win-loss, 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 win-loss. Win. 
So you're going to keep watching that number go backwards and forwards where it's like, did I really place one bet or 16 bets? Am I better off doing a bet like, hey, if this is going to pay me back, again, plus 110, like an even payback, am I better off just betting a division winner? Am I better off doing a playoff? Am I better off winning the conference? Like, Or am I better off betting week one? There week you go. Two, week week one, week, exactly right. Like, I'm just picking money line here. Shouldn't I just do the same thing but a little bit? I don't know if the value in an over-under win total makes as much sense. You explained it pretty well. I'm also saying that because I get my butt kicked on those. Like, I, I can tell you three off the top of my head. Missouri football two years ago. The Patriots. The Broncos. Terrible. Like, so, I, I just stink at them over the last few years of trying to get those right. But you're you're like, you're the king of the pink panty bet. Like, it's a, you like to bet. <laughs> you'll bet like $2 on a game, you know, knowing that. It's going to turn into like 350, 380, something like that. When you bet a season total, do you bet more than you would bet on like a single game because of how long it's tied up? Or is that like, or do you stay pretty much with like a par level five, $10 bet? Much higher on future yeah. wagers because yeah. not, I've learned my, it's, it's ex- gonna, yeah. Exactly. I've learned my lesson on the over unders. I would rather invest in a plus, someone's going to say that's a dumber bet, guys, but I'd rather do a plus 300 or plus 400 plus, you know. 10 times my payout if a team matches up with another team in the postseason if it's going to be tied up like that, if that's my preseason prediction. And now, of course, yeah. those odds move throughout the season. Injuries and a bunch of other stuff. And I I know that some people are listening to us right now and they're going, God, you guys put way too much thought into that. Don't bet. Don't bet. Because you're not putting enough thought into it. Like either, <laughs> like either that or do it where you, you know, oh, I'm going to Rivers today or whatever, or I'm going to this game. Let me put money on it to make it a little more exciting. But, like, I bet, I wouldn't say every night. I'll tell you, every 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 day that there's NFL, I'm betting something. Even if it's just one game on a Thursday I don't care that much about, yeah, I'm going to throw some coin on it. You know, like, I, I'm going to find something I want in it. Like, might be, you know, might be point total, could be passing yards, could be whatever, but I'm going to have some extra interest in it. Here's the other thing. We've talked about this for almost five, six minutes now. I can I can confidently say this, and it's not a shot to you or I, but this is the world we live in in media in 2023. This segment right here, this right here, I know there's a percentage, probably too high of the audience, that only listens to this. Yeah. Like, there are people on our podcast side that will fast forward to our picks. Yep. That's a part of what we signed up for, so if you don't like investing, if this isn't your thing, that's okay. But the numbers keep telling me every single time there are people that actually start at the end of the podcast, get our picks, then rewind to the front of the podcast, place it, and then listen to the show. Yeah, and I hope you, for after seeing the numbers, I hope you don't bet what, what, <laughs> what we, we do. Um, NFL and college football, I feel, I feel is more of the the strength over here for me. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I've had some really, I've had some really solid. Solid, solid, solid NFL seasons. Yeah. Um, I've also had some very mediocre. I, I don't think I've ever had a bad NFL season, but you know, who knows? Maybe I just challenged that to spoke that into existence. Uh, it is LeVan Goss. I also I, owe you a 30-pack of beer. You have for like three years. At this point, I feel like you owe me like um, the the beer truck that Stone Cold Steve Austin drove into the uh, MVP arena. Oh. Although that's funny, it's also my, my thought is like giving you a 30 and then like one single beer and then like another single beer <laughs> outside, right? <laughs> Both of those are funny serious. Okay. I'm not bad. I'm not bad at either one. Uh, I do want to tell you this though. Elevation 10,000. Elevate your brand today with Elevation 10,000. And um, 
if you don't know what Elevation is, I can I can help you very very easily with this. They are the people who are going to help you be better at what you do. Whether you know, listen, you just want to you want to go on a cute vacation. And you want the uh, those those everybody have the same shirts, the same hats, or something like that. Family reunion, you want to give out uh, specialized presents. They can do that at Elevation Ten Thousand. Now that's like using just the tip of the iceberg that they can do because they can also build your website. They can develop your your advertising strategy between digital radio, television, all those things. They can do signs. They can do they they can do it all. They can get you in touch with people who can help you in other ways. Videographers, all of it. They do it all at Elevation Ten Thousand. It is it is the perfect way to elevate your brand you want you want to know like oh hey who's that guy that helps you do this how'd you get here how'd you get there i did it with elevation 10,000 elevate your brand with elevation 10,000 uh all right so tomorrow's the big nfl preview show we're excited about it we're gonna have some fun with it hopefully you enjoy it as well uh we will we look forward to sharing that with you tomorrow it is uh levac guys time for us to hit that dusty trail for today though guys word I'm going to start calling you Gosword. I decided it's a new name for you. I'll see you tomorrow. Let's not do that. Fox Sports Radio, 95.9, 980. Vent whatever it is to that next level you will find with Elevation 10,000. Elevate your brand with Elevation 10,000.